Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Will in studio with us today. And if you're looking for an adventure on the road less traveled, but maybe not too far from home, I want you to take some time today and head on over to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. Don't re- don't forget that you can stream good things live over at supertalk.fm. You can watch as well as listen to the show. And there's going to be a new place for you to maybe watch and listen to to some good performing arts shows as well as maybe some concerts coming up in Southwest Mississippi. It's a wonderful partnership between Kapaya Lincoln Community College as well as Mississippi School of the Arts. And joining us today are representatives from both. Hey, ladies. Hello. Hope y'all are doing well. Okay, I'm going to start with you, Dr. Sims. You're the president at Kapai Lincoln Community College. Give us a little background on how this partnership came about. Well, I will tell you that since I've been president uh, for the last three and a half years, we've dealt with lots of challenges and trying to figure out ways to meet needs. We had to identify a lot of those needs. And one such need is to to deliver performances in a venue that is spacious and accommodating and easily accessible. And so we tried to figure out what we might could do in that regard. And because we have a partnership with the School of the Arts, we learned that they had a similar need. So we're very thrilled uh, about this project. And I think this is something that even those that don't go to either school are going to get good use out of by coming and enjoying so many of the programs you guys are already well known for putting on, particularly you guys there at Mississippi School of the Arts, Dr. Hirsch. I mean, I can only imagine all the great theater or concerts or plays that get put on there. So tell us, though, a little background about the School of the Arts there in Brookhaven. Anytime we get a chance to share the good you, you guys do there, I'd like to take the chance. Well, thank you. Uh, We're a residential high school for the state of Mississippi, and any student who has demonstrated talent that's in the 10th grade from the state of Mississippi can audition and participate in one of six arts disciplines at MSA. And we are actually um, landlocked. We don't have any space at the Mississippi School of the Arts to grow new facilities. Uh, We have a black box theater that we offer our theater and dance productions in, and we have Lambton Auditorium where we do more of our music recitals and things like that. We have about 50 events a year that are free and open to the public. Um, Our partnership with Colin goes back I think close to 10 years or more where we've offered classes with Colin through dual credit and dual enrollment um, programs. And then we've done shared partnerships, um, bringing it coming over here to performances. And then their students will come to our gallery for our art shows and things like that. Um, but having a proscenium theater opportunity with Colin would allow us to expand our programs and really take us to another level for our theater and dance productions primarily. So when did this aha moment take place? Because I just envision you ladies out for a cup of coffee or maybe after work glass of wine, chit-chatting about the problems at both, and then one of you's like, ah, we should just go in and build a building together. Is that how it went down? Well, sort of. Uh, we had some brainstorming on the campus here at Colin, trying to figure out ways to meet needs. And I'll be honest with you, uh, we have more than just the performing arts needs. This facility that we're planning, we're calling it an EPAC which is an educational performing arts and athletic center. And we're doing it under one roof. And so that's what makes it so special, so unique. And in trying to do the preliminary planning for this, we thought, wow, wouldn't it be awesome to reach out to our partner and just a few miles down the road to see if they might be interested in joining us with this effort? Because I, I felt like they would be would be interested and ha- would have some of the same kinds of needs. So how far along in the project are we? Have we broke ground yet? Do we have you know renderings for the project yet? Where are we at? 
I wish you, we could say that we had broken ground, but no, we have not. We have identified a uh, space. We have some land here on the, the Wesson campus, and we have partnered with the School of the Arts and with uh, the Bureau of Buildings and Grounds to help us manage such a uh, ambitious project. We have secured an architect. We are Berner and Allen is helping us with the pre preliminary design. Um, that we have uh, started the process of meeting with the user groups to identify exactly what we need. We're trying to develop a, a facility that would house a 2,000 seat coliseum and a 1,500 seat performing arts center under that one roof with a very grand entrance and some shared spaces like shared ticketing, shared restrooms, shared concessions pretty special for our little part of the of the world and something that I do believe has some economic development opportunities built in when you talk about what's going on in southwest Mississippi. Well, you took my next question out my mouth, Dr. Sims, would be this isn't just again for the students or their parents who would come out to sort of view what they are doing. This is going to be a facility that the entire southwest community would be able to enjoy. So big visions, though. I mean, do you see other type concerts or traveling shows, if that's even a word, um, to come through and utilize the, utilize the facility once it's up and going? I do. I believe it's going to meet the needs for our students and our programs and the School of the Arts students and their programs, but we hope to partner on some joint ventures and, and schedule some um, performances here that would uh, be of interest of, of folks in our area, folks that may be able to, draw in, to drive in. You know, you have groups that travel across uh, a region, and if we get in line for some of those, we might could schedule some pretty exciting Broadway shows or concerts and we're not that far from New Orleans. We might can hook into the, that scene as well. It's pretty, pretty great for our area. Dr. Hirsch, you may want to elaborate as well. Absolutely. There are grant opportunities that um, organizations usually do better and fare better in getting funding when they have partnership programming. And so we can work together and hopefully bring in more artists and have more more resources available to our students as well as the community uh, be, that we wouldn't be able to do on our own. And I would add too, probably just for you know students looking for which community college they want to go to, a facility or an opportunity like this could may seal the deal for one choosing Colin or staying in Mississippi for college altogether. Dr. Hirsch, I have seen the black box there on the Mississippi School of the Arts uh, campus. I've had the pleasure of touring it. So for just sort of knowledge, how many can it seat now versus the 2,000 or so seats that Dr. Sims just said would be in the new facility? How much growth are you going to get? Our black box only holds 80 to 100 seats, and then the auditorium holds 400 seats, and that's maxed out. So the black box is a 40 by 40 space. It's literally a black box, and uh, we can move the seats around and, and seat more or less, but no more than 100 people. So we have to do a four-night run of a show because we can't fit all the people who would want to come. So this would give us an opportunity to, to do a larger production. That would definitely be a larger crowd there for all of your great performances. Okay, Dr. Sims, we're, you know, we're fast-forwarding it. When do you think, you know, we, you know, it hasn't broken ground yet. It's the first stages. We're getting excited, but then the snowball will start and it'll roll downhill in the best way possible. When do you hope to have it up and going? Well, the way I described it to our board of trustees, it's is basically a three to five year project and we're in year one. So that whips it back down to a two to four year project. But I would hope maybe in 2024, uh, sometimes in, the, in that year, we might be um, completing a project of this, this uh, nature. Well, I think that's exciting. That's not that long. I mean, the years tick by. It feels like we were just at Christmas time last year, and here we are already, you know, getting ready for the holidays again. So those three to five years are going to fly, uh, fly on by. How excited are students? I mean, hopefully not all your students will still be around in five years, but some, some may or be looking forward to come back to it. Is there buzz on campus about a facility like this? Well, where we are at this point, we're waiting on that rendering to be completed by our architects. And once we um, have that, we hope it at our homecoming ceremonies that'll happen on the 28th of this month, we can show that rendering and do a press release and really get the word out. So you're getting some, some uh, information uh, before we even make a formal release. 
but we're excited about it. The ones that have worked on it are very excited about it. We think it can be such a wonderful thing for our area, you know, even with the, the special um, facility that would that would bring these two areas together, the athletic facility and the Performing Arts Center. And we have lots of, of ideas for the future with trade shows and things that we could do for uh, jamborees and things in the sports area as well as performing arts. So this is pretty unique and pretty incredible. We're also on the education side of things, looking at growth in career development and planning. Well, we always love breaking news that's good here on Good Things, so both of you ladies will have to make a yearly trip back and let us know where we're at leading up to the opening day. That sounds that's good. Thank All right. you. Well, I appreciate your time here on Good Things, and everybody else stick with us. We've got more for you coming up next. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Ready for fall? Calloway's has everything you need, from beautiful fall color plants, pumpkins, and wheat straw, to trees, shrubs, soils, and mulches. Calloway's has just received another huge shipment of ceramic pots. All sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Calloway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. We offer bulk soils for do-it-yourself projects. Callaway's offers landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaway's in Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. Ugh, I've got to get that fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. Napa know-how. All is in the air. The pros at Napa Auto Parts can tell because our prices are changing and dropping faster than the leaves. Keep warm with the Mr. Heater Portable Buddy Indoor Safe Propane Heater for $74.99. Take care of your engine with Napa Premium Conventional Motor Oil for $11.99 for a 5-quart jug. Change out your filters with a $20 Visa rebate card by mail with the purchase of a Napa branded oil, air, and cabin air filter on the same invoice. There's plenty more on sale at Napa. Napa know-how. Physical Therapy and Balance, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, wants to help you fight the fall. They are offering a free, over-the-phone fall assessment screening. Now through the end of October, the assessment will be able to determine your potential fall risk. Physical of Jackson understands the importance of good balance for independent living and want you to be able to love your life. Call Physical of Jackson at 601-487-2260 today for your free over-the-phone fall assessment screening. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like fresh puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi.
Things wants to remind you that there are some great things to do in Mississippi, plenty of events and unique places to visit. So take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. And there are more ways to watch good things and your other Super Talk uh, favorite shows. We mentioned you can catch us over at Super Talk TV, but you can also watch us on your TV. If you've got Roku, Amazon Fire TV, or even C Spire TV, you can catch the Super Talk channel there. And you can also catch us on YouTube where you can stay up to date with all the latest news, politics, sports, and of course, the good things. To find out all the ways you can connect, just go to supertalk.fm slash connect and you will find more places there to find your favorite Super Talk shows. Here on Good Things, though, we love our Facebook group. So if you are on the Book of Faces, we would love just to have you there. I mean, come on, if you're going to waste your life there, you might as well have something positive to scroll by. And that's all that we post in the Good Things uh, Facebook group. You'll see that I've posted a few headlines here lately coming from actually our supertalk.fm. They're doing a great job of finding some uplifting stories. And today you'll see it's a long list of many of our Mississippi public universities and how they're bringing uh, together a lot of their resources, including providing both the effort and the expertise for students, faculty, and staff with one goal in mind, and that's improving communities across Mississippi. So I won't bore you, even though it's exciting, and read them all to you, but I do encourage you to go find it, or you can find it over at supertalk.fm. You'll also find a very encouraging story about a firefighter who just graduated as one of the 24 firefighters from the Mississippi State Fire Academy, which I'll have to pause and say, if you've never been to, which why would you if you're not going through the fire academy, to the Mississippi Fire um, Academy site, it is a phenomenal facility. It's state of the art. It's often overlooked and not nearly given enough credit for the type of training that people come from all over the nation and the world to right here to central Mississippi to go through uh, life-saving training, learn new skills, get in some really hot places, as well as even they have like their pond and their little lake thingy um, within the facility where they can teach underwater rescues with fire on the top. And it really looks like something out of the scene of a, of a unique um, action movie or whatever. But they're, they're churning out the best of the best when it comes to uh, firefighters there at the Mississippi State Fire Academy. They recently graduated um, class, fire class, firefighter class, excuse me, 193. That was 24. And one of them um, was a single dad or is a single dad. He's also an Army veteran. And he went above and beyond working several different jobs to provide a better opportunity for him in terms of a career for his daughter. And so he goes through a lovely, um, I guess, story of what it means for him to be able to provide a better life for his his young girl through through the fire academy. So I encourage you to take some time to read that there. And then another story that just warms your heart. It's a bus driver. How many of you got up this morning and put your kiddos on a bus? Or maybe you're sitting at home listening to good things and ready for your kids to get off the bus. Well, you want a bus driver like this. A Harrison County bus driver saved a fourth grader's life this past Thursday. Mr. Robert was doing his due diligence driving his route uh, for the district for the last 15 years when he noticed one of his um, students was choking on a hamburger. Lots lots of that story I want to know how the young girl got a hamburger on the bus on the way home from school, but nonetheless um, she had it and he knew exactly what to do. He pulled over the bus, he performed the Heimlich maneuver on Harper and it ends with a wonderful ending when it, ending when it could have been so much more tragic. I think when it comes to scenarios like that, you're, you're in one side camp. Either you're going to be able to know exactly what to do, spring into action and save the day, or you're going to be like me and you're over there screaming and flailing your hands and you're like, what do we do? Somebody who knows what they're doing, come do it. And thank gosh she had Robert. I'd like to think that in a moment of crisis, I could jump to action and save the day, Will, but I mean, I don't ever want to be put in that scenario, but I also know my personality, and I'm kind of the duck and hide, and where's <laughs> where where's where, the exit? <laughs> where's the exit? Where's the first responders? Where where's the person that's supposed to help? I don't know what to do with with my hands. Although the Heimlich maneuver is something you do with your hands, um, but I hope I'm never put in that scenario. But I always think that it's so cool to watch those of you who can be calm, cool, 
and collected under a crisis situation and then it's like you just came in took care of it and then you know all is well has, has it ever happened around you where somebody had to has been choked not that i can remember that it was like a tr- like not that way but definitely i've been in scenarios where you see someone have a seizure or you know someone has to spring into action it wasn't me i wasn't the one who sprung into action so but i also didn't have those skills at that time because my one of my first jobs was as a lifeguard which is kind of scary to think that i'm being honest that i would run instead of <laughs> run away from versus running to and i i i was a lifeguard at a light, at a lap pool that didn't have um, it wasn't like at a water park or anything crazy like that. So I never actually had to use my skills versus maybe helping someone out of the water. Um, but I learned all that. I learned CBR. I learned the Heimlich. I learned all the safety things. And so, sure, I'd like to say that if needed, I would spring into action. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I was in a restaurant when that happened one time. I guess it was a crowded restaurant, and it was... I don't know, three or four tables away from me. And this person, this guy, went, I guess he was choking on a piece of food. And somebody that he was sitting with got up and started doing the Heimlich maneuver on him. Something popped out. I never saw what. And then, literally, they just sat down and went back to eating like nothing had happened. Like they were getting a glass of water and they sat back down at the table. And I was one of those people, I was going to go clap, you know, and I put my hands together. And nobody else joined in with me. That, well, you you wonder, do you, I mean, you I think it was so fast that, that nobody knew what happened. I have seen, you know, spring into action with little babies, and you're supposed to just whoop them up and sort of do do it on the back. Used to, before, I guess before COVID, if you were having children for the first time or you could choose to go through it, they would teach you all of that as well, new parents, like how to do the Heimlich versus, you know, the you reach in and try to pull it out or whatever that may be if they're choking. But that's also, too, why, like, it's still with popcorn and grapes. I try to cut them up. I don't want anything like that to sort of happen. But it can happen to you. I mean, and it may have happened to you in terms of choking. It happens so quickly. I know even that sense of fear that comes when you accidentally swallow something and we say it goes down the wrong pipe. I don't know if that's biologically correct or whatever how it works but you feel like you're choking on your own you know um, tea or whatever it may be so I can't imagine what it would be like to actually feel like there's something in that you know sort of can't come up but 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 add the level of you're driving a bus with other kids and you even had the awareness to notice that it's happening and or you know or she had the awareness to sort of flag and sort of do so but all around Angel in the right spot that day, and the little girl is safe, um, safe and sound. What may not be safe and sound is your your children's recess, because we are definitely in the Halloween phase, and there's that whole debate on parent tax when it comes to taking your kids for trick or treating and all the different things. I love the memes that come around and say, "I demand X number of your recess because I gave you birth, and that's the only you know reason that you need behind it." But one thing I do find interesting that comes out every time this year and I want to know the people who do the studies behind the different states favorite Halloween candy because I'm thinking where are you getting your funding and then how do you sign up to be the questionnaire giver outer or recipient sort of for this and you may have seen this but it is also over at supertalk.fm but they say that the most popular Halloween candy in Mississippi is the candy corn, which is actually a pretty controversial decision or, or I guess, option. Because if you immediately, when I say that, you either go, yes, or you're like, uh-uh, there's no like, eh, I kind of like it. You're either don't give it to me or give it to me by the bags. There's really no other camp to go into with candy corn. So I'm the give it to me by the bags so then I can add it with peanuts and M&Ms and the whole thing and make like payday in a bowl. I don't necessarily enjoy just eating candy corns on their own, but I wouldn't just throw them away. So where are you on it? I'm not a big fan of it. See? I, you know, if in a pinch, if I need some candy, yeah, I'll go for it. But I'm not buying it. I don't know anybody that does buy it. Do you know anybody that buys it? I buy it. You buy it? Yes. You're the only person I know. (laughs) 
to mix it with the peanuts and the whole thing and you have it and it's you take it by the handful and so you've got like the pay- have you ever had that have you ever had the combination no do you have you ever had a payday yes do you like a payday i love a payday i'm oh okay we're, it's, we'll do our own scientific study at some point this week. Yes, please we'll bring report. me candy and I will eat it. Yes, we'll, we'll report call it. back here on Good Science. Things. But it's where you put the candy corn and the peanuts together, and then it tastes just like a payday. Or you could buy a payday, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Do you like it, candy corn, yay or nay? You can let us know here on Good Things. We've got more for you coming up next. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 76. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 46. Your Tuesday rolls in with mostly sunny conditions, high near 79. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 59. And for your Wednesday, a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 83. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Who said food? Who said rides? Who said free parking? I say Yazoo County Fair. The most beloved tradition of Yazoo is back. The Yazoo County Fair is celebrating its 93rd fair with a whole week of entertainment and fun. From October 15th through October 23rd, enjoy all rides for one price. Plus, arts and crafts, local canyon exhibits, petting zoo, and other fair favorites included in your general admission. Parking is free, so we hope to see you at Hugh J. McGraw Drive. Find all the details on Facebook or go to visityazoo.org. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, inside insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. 601-605-4443. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Join Middays with Gerard Gibbert, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., sponsored by The Road, your destination for fine men's clothing. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, the home of Ole Miss sports, brought to you in part by All Britain's Jewelers, Diamonds, Watches, Specialty Gifts, and more. Your family-owned full-service jewelers since 1920. Visit All Britain's Jewelry in their new location on Old Canton Road behind Highland Village. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A proposal in Washington that would allow the IRS to monitor bank accounts worth more than $600 is facing backlash. Former EPA Chief of Staff and Mississippi native Mandy Gunasakara says it's all about control. They want to know how people are spending their money because they know that is a very important means of control. And they have always been trying to expand the IRS, and you cannot trust them. Supporters of the proposal say it would identify hundreds of billions of dollars in unpaid taxes. 
And a traffic stop in Rankin County quickly became a major drug bust on Saturday. A deputy with the Rankin County Sheriff's Department suspected that there were drugs in the vehicle, and the ensuing search revealed over 36 pounds of meth that were hidden inside of a compartment of the passenger bus. The driver, Saul Rodriguez, and the passenger, Miguel Garcia, were both arrested and charged with aggravated trafficking of meth. Hobnob is back. MEC's annual Hobnob Mississippi is returning to the Mississippi Coliseum on October 28th. MEC is preparing for an in-person Hobnob as traditional political speaking will return to the stage, headlining a day full of networking and great food. Join us October 28th. To register for the event or to be a sponsor, go to MEC.MS. That's MEC.MS. You don't want to miss the fun at this year's MEC Hobnob, October 28th at the Mississippi Coliseum. A message from professional linebacker and native Mississippian Demario Davis. Coming up in Mississippi, I learned the Mississippi way. To be strong and serve one another. I remember fighting through the noise. I remember the struggle. Getting stronger to support my team. That's the Mississippi way. That's why Mississippians are getting the COVID-19 vaccine. To protect ourselves and the ones we love. Learn more at msway.com. Join us each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. for the Word of Truth here on Super Talk Mississippi. That's the Word of Truth each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station or online at supertalk.fm. 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 Your one stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. Supertalk.fm. Everything you need to know at your fingertips. Supertalk.fm. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. things to do in Mississippi, so take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. There are more ways you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We hope you've taken the time to download the free Supertalk Mississippi app. We can stream us live right from your pocket, but the best way to listen to the show each day is always on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station anywhere across the state. And joining us now on Good Things is a wonderful guest, Miss Debbie Pearson. She recently got the worst news that a mother could possibly get was the fact that she lost her son, who was a Monroe County Sheriff's Deputy, um, in an on-duty accident in 2020. But she is out to start a memorial, or has started, a memorial scholarship program to help other young men and women uh, make it through law enforcement, law enforcement officers to the academy in order to keep his memory alive. So, hey, Miss Debbie. Hey, how are you? Doing well, doing well. And I would love for you to share or give us a little background about Dylan as much as you um, feel comfortable doing. Yes, ma'am. Um, Dylan was 24 years old. Um, he had always dreamed of being in law enforcement since he was probably about four. I can remember, you know, the only thing he would ever want for Christmas was, you know, guns and vests and police stuff. And, um, you know, I kept thinking, well, you know, you know, all kids have something they want to be when they grow up. And I kept thinking, you know, it would change over the years. Well, you know, it never did. Um, as a mother, you know, it's a dangerous profession. And, you know, of course, I, you know, I tried to persuade him different, but, you know, his mind was set on it. I mean, he was, he loved um, what he was doing more than he loved his life. And he gave his life um, doing what he loved. Um, he just, he was, he had the biggest heart. He was so humble. Um, there have been stories that have been told to me since, since we lost him that, you know, just amazed me, you know, the kind of person he was, um, the kind of um, help he gave to other people, you know, people that just come out of the woodwork that nobody ever heard of that he that he had helped. Um, I got an eight-page letter from an elderly man, for instance, who Dylan would um, go and check on when he was on patrol every night. And even when he wasn't on patrol in his own personal truck, you know, to make sure he had milk and bread and, you know, just things like that, you know, the lives that he touched. You know, make me so proud. 
Well, and I can't imagine the pain and the heartbreak that your family is going through when you did get the news that Dylan lost his life to an on-duty accident. And there are many ways to make sure one's you know memory stays alive. But Debbie, you chose and your family chose to create a memorial scholarship to then you know help continue to put you know good um, police officers on the street through going to the academy. Why was that so important for you? Well, I made a promise to Dylan, and I, I promise him this every single day when I go visit him, that I will never, ever let his memory die. And I intend to keep that promise. So um, with this scholarship fund, um, I do, I, you know, I do little things like that make, you know, that make money, little, you know, small amounts of money, but every little bit helps, you know, like Easter baskets. I did, you know, Easter baskets um boy and girl for Easter and, you know, so like $10 chances. I did a Valentine basket. You know, I've got a Halloween basket to give away, you know, the 29th of, of this month. And, but, you know, I thought, you know, I want to do something that makes a lot of money, you know, because it costs a lot of money for these uh, cadets to go through the police academy. So, you know, I thought of a pageant. So, hence the Miss M17 pageant was born. And I knew I would have a lot of response, but, I had no idea I would have 150 contestants and raise right at $10,000. Um, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I had babies, you know, ages zero and up, you know, even a Mrs. Division. And um, we recently were able to present the first re- to the first recipient of the Dylan Pickle Memorial Scholarship Fund a couple of months ago. And it's a young lady named Casey Gwynn. Um, she's out of his department in Monroe County. And, you know, my only, um, my only uh, request um, for the candidate was for them to be dedicated, love law enforcement as much as Dylan did, and to see the program through. You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't want them to get there and, you know, want to quit because that what, wasn't what Dylan was about. Um, he had a passion, and I wanted it to be somebody that loved it as much as Dylan and had a passion as much as Dylan. So Sheriff Crook um, with Monroe County, he helped me, um, and Zach Wilbanks, the other deputy that was struck, um, um, he helped me with the, with the process. So um, they came up with a young lady named Casey Gwynn, and she we presented this, the um, scholarship to her, and she will be starting um, the Mississippi Delta Law Enforcement Planning Academy in January, and that's in Moorhead, Mississippi, and that's the same one that Dylan went through. Now, do they have to go through the same one Dylan went through? No. They can choose which one they want to go through. Like I said, my only requirement was that that they see it through. Miss Debbie, how many uh, scholarships do you hope to give out each year? And uh, forgive me, I'm not familiar with how many times the Academy sort of comes around. I don't know if there's only a certain number of year, or maybe if you're just looking for like one recruitment per- sort of period, but what's What's maybe like, you know, your goal with that? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do one a year. And I've also um, decided that I'm going to, um, I've been trying to get up with the high school here in Amory, which is where he graduated from. And I'm also going to do a scholarship to a senior every year who wants to go into criminal justice. So that will be two ways, you know, that I can honor him because I know, I know Dylan, I know him. He would, you know, because. A lot of times people, you know, when you're in the apartment, when you're ready to go, and, you know, like Dylan had no patience, he was ready to go. Well, it wasn't quite his time, you know, to, to there was a few cadets in front of him. So he paid his own way, you know. And that's, you know, the same case with a lot of people. You know, their department, you know, isn't going to send them right, you know, just yet. And, and maybe they don't have the money, you know, to, to pay their own way. So that's where me and Dylan come in, you know. And I know dealing with this smiling i know he is i know this is exactly what he would want me to do well i know there's no there's nothing there's no amount of cadets that you can put through that will bring you know dylan back and obviously he was a special uh young man and but what strength and courage obviously for him to be able to do his job in law enforcement came from you know his family who's able to have the strength and courage to continue you know making these hard decisions and staying within the profession and i have to admit miss debbie i mean as a mom you know you think of law enforcement it's a very um honorable job for sure i mean uh there's no question about that, but it is one that you sort of ask your children, are you sure about this because of the, you know, heightened risk? And so it means a lot to say that there's, you know, that you are helping others continue to do the profession your son so desperately enjoyed or found passion in. So what do you say to those parents that are listening that have, 
you know, the same Halloween pictures I saw you post of Dylan of dressing up as their first responders or their law enforcement and dreams, you know, of wearing the badge with with honor and pride. I mean, what do you say to them, even though you are living the worst case scenario? Well, you know, he also was in the military. He's a he's an army veteran. So he spent a year in Syria when he was 20 years old. So, you know, I had that year, you know, of him in combat, you know, and then him come home to his law enforcement job and get killed killed in the line of duty. You know, that was, I just, you know, I did. I'm not going to say I didn't. I tried to persuade him not to join the military. I tried to persuade him not to go into law enforcement because, like you said, as a mother, you know, and, you know, these, these men and women that put on this uniform every day and leave to go, to go protect and serve, they never know if they're going to come back to their families. You know, because that night, the last night that I saw Dylan, the last thing I said to him, like I did every night, was, you know, I love you, you know, be careful. But, you know, when you've got a child that is as as passionate as Dylan was about law enforcement, you know, as bad as a mother is is that is not the path you want him to take, you, you support them because you love them. And that's what I did. You know, I, I supported him. Um I loved him. You know, he had his ups and downs. You know, he would get aggravated. And, you know, he would, you know, I've seen him, you know, on his highs and his lows. But you just, you know, he was my whole world. And now we get the opportunity... We get the opportunity to help you pay it forward and keep his memory alive and honor, you know, honor what you mentioned to him that you would never let it let it die. So how do we help you with M17? How does is there a scholarship fund or there more pageants where where can we go to sort of learn more information? There is a scholarship, the Dylan Pickle Memorial Scholarship Fund. It's set up at Renaissance Bank. I mean, I set the account up at Amory, but I'm sure any Renaissance Bank, um, you could ask for that scholarship. And, you know, you could. we would love for you to donate and help us help somebody else. Um, and this pageant is going to be a yearly pageant. I'm shooting for April. Um, there is a Facebook page called the Miss M17 Pageant if you'd like to go join. And I'm keeping all my updates. Um, about, you know, the pageant um, in that group. And, you know, I like the Christmas parade, they're going to ride in it. And then I had my winners, um, some of them, come and help me present the award. You know, so there's there's a few things that, you know, I want to, you know, um, let them be included in too. So, um, but... Well, Miss Debbie, when your first cadet graduates with your scholarship, you let me know. I'd love to have her on Good Things. Thank you. I would love, love that. All righty. Well, that's N17. You can find it on Facebook. I'll make sure we share it in the Facebook group, too, as well. Ms. Debbie, thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. All righty. You guys stick with us. We've got more for you up next. He loves his wife. She's that wife. The decorates on the 4th of July, but says every day is Independence Day. She's golden rule, teaches school. Some folks say it isn't cool, but she says the Pediatric care is more than treating a child when they are sick. It is a health care journey from infancy to adolescence. Dr. Katherine Philippi, pediatrician at Trust Care Kids in Madison. We build lasting relationships with parents based on trust. From pediatric primary care and well child checkups to after hours visits, our specialists provide quality care, usually within an hour, so that your child will feel better faster. To schedule an appointment, visit TrustCareHealth.com and click Trust Care Kids. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. 
Pelium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pelium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pelium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pelium.com. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Hunting season is almost here, and to help you celebrate our favorite time of the year, we've just got in a huge selection of rifles and shotguns, as well as the ammo to go with them. Our gunsmithing department is offering fast turnaround on firearms that you meant to turn in long before now. The only problem I'm having is my wife, Jane. She got mad at me because I bought a new shotgun for dove season and hadn't said a word to me in two weeks. But, you know, the more I think about it, that's not such a bad thing after all. This is the closing agri market report. At the close in our cotton exchange, December cotton was down 29 to 107.04. March cotton was down 5 to 104.95. Close of the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans were up 3 and 3 quarters to 12.21 and a half per bushel. January soybeans were up 2 and 3 quarters to 12.29 per bushel. December corn was up seven cents to five thirty-two and three quarters per bushel. March corn was up six and a quarter to five forty and a half per bushel. At the mercantile, December live cattle was down fifty-five to one thirty forty-two. February live cattle was down thirty-five to one thirty-five even. January feeders down one ninety-seven to one fifty-nine fifty-five. March feeders down two hundred two to one sixty thirty. And that's this hour. Dow Jones is down seventy-three points, thirty-five thousand two twenty-one. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Where has Pioneer Corn Seed Development taken me today? Well, first of all, it's not day, it's night. I'm here in Lynn County, Iowa. It's late July, it's humid. The wind is picking up, and I can see lightning strikes on the horizon right now. Pioneer uses this plot to test its corn hybrids for standability. Local testing is one of the reasons Pioneer has seen improved root scores year after year. This is one of hundreds of fields across the country where Pioneer tests corn hybrids in all sorts of stresses, all to get to the strongest one hundredth of one percent of hybrids that make it into a Pioneer bag. A test plot in Lynn County, another place that makes Pioneer Pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local Pioneer sales representative hear from you. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi has so many good places for you and your family to eat, stay, and play. Go to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. And if you want more of your shows, or maybe you just don't want to ever miss one of your favorite Super Talk Mississippi shows, you can get them in podcast form. So wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere, just search for Super Talk, and you could subscribe to The Gallo Show, Middays, uh, Good Things Here, or even coming up next, Sports Talk Mississippi, and all the other favorites uh, around that. So no excuse to miss a show. We are basically everywhere on, if there's a screen, you can find Super Talk. Let's just put it that way. And on the screen here with the C Spire text line, I knew I would stir up um, the fight between candy corn versus not candy corn. Some of you are saying th- some things like, if I want to upchuck, I will eat candy corn. While others, <laughs> like Jeff and Oxford, said, I love candy corn, and I love the combination with peanuts. It does taste just like a payday uh, candy bar. And on the Good Things Facebook group, I appreciate, David, you posted it's candy corn. So why can't I buy it by the bushel like you can corn? Uh Good joke. But Michelle wanted me to repeat the recipe for the candy corn that tastes like a payday. And really, it's just one of those things where there is no recipe other than you take a bag of your favorite candy corn 
and then you mix it with your favorite peanuts. Usually, I guess, a can of peanuts. Salted would be my preferred. If you're going to go for the... You might as well... You're, you're mixing candy corn into something. Forget the fact that you may have high blood pressure. And just go ahead and go all in and do the salted peanuts with the uh, candy corn. I've never tasted or I've never um, tested this theory with any other like nut or seed, like walnuts or... Um, almonds or cashews or anything like that it is salted good old peanuts and candy corn of your choice but you have to get a bite of both in your handful so you can't you know eat the peanuts and then eat the can like they they have to come together to make the payday um, experience in your mouth and it's delicious and it's addictive and you shouldn't leave it where you will be unattended with it if you are watching your weight or your blood sugar because once you start you just can't stop when uh you dump that when your kid dumps that bag of halloween candy out which one do you go for see i'm not the chocolate one i don't go that route i'm like give me all the skittles give me all the pink starburst i'm going in for like that type of candy that i that's what i prefer the twizzlers of the world and now it's the gummy lifesavers which to me are like gold and it's the big lifesaver that's you know a gummy i mean it is what it says but they're they're you know they're much bigger and so my daughter will hide them from me where for my <laughs> husband's side he's chocolate he's going in for the Reese's. he's going in for the good stuff and, you know, as we sort of move into the real sort of Halloween uh, weekends, which I still know, it's so funny to me what neighborhoods choose to fight over, but let Halloween fall on a Sunday. And it's the whole idea, and not just because it's a Sunday, but now you have options. Do we do it Friday night? I mean, Saturday night, or do we do it, you know, Sunday afternoon? So many of you are still wrestling over that. Um, but you'll have that one person in the neighborhood who will who will outrank everybody else and give like the full size candy bars or will get the name brand candy. And if you don't think the kids know don't know who that is, you're lying to yourself. They know which house, especially if they've been there consistently over years. Your older kids are going to know which routes to take to get the best candy by far. Did you do that at all growing up? Did you know which route to take? Well, which neighborhood our, to go to? We did, but my my family would use it kind of as like let's go to Grandma and Grandpa's house and you know hit up our friends. Pretty much, we lived out in the country, so you kind of we had to travel to go trick or treating. We didn't just walk down the street because it, it was a highway and there was no no houses around. Uh, so yeah, but what a sad childhood. I know there was a few houses where you knew there was good stuff, uh, and there was a few houses where you knew there was not good stuff. Where they would hand out not. You know, some uh, some people will hand out toothbrushes and crap like that, and Don't be that God person. help their soul. Uh, but there were some that would hand out, you know, that old marshmallow peanut looking thing. You so, get that, and you know, maybe a few of the other crappy candies. Throwing my mother-in-law completely under the bus. I won't share her name, so in case you don't know her, it will <laughs> cover her identity. But growing up, there was four of them, and they had tons of friends, and they also lived in a really big neighborhood where, like, Halloween was just a thing. She had two buckets of candy. She had the I don't know you bucket of candy, <laughs> and then she had the Oh, you're one of my kids I friends. Don't know you. No, <laughs> the, the other bag. <laughs> and then she had the Oh, you're one of my kids friends buckets of candy, <laughs> and it would go because you know it's and it's only gone up. And I mean that was 20 years ago. That's hilarious. Or more. So even now it's it's an investment for the good candy, and so. You <laughs> oh, did you say your name was Taylor? Oh, hang on one second. It's pretty Put that much, back. Put that back. Pretty much that. how that went down, and I know she's not the only one <laughs> that came up with that system in a really big, in a really big neighborhood. All right, stick with us. You got more coming up next. You got Sports Talk Mississippi from three to six p.m. I bet they got a few things to talk about. But Rhino and I will be back tomorrow at two. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.